It's Joy Foster and I'm the founder of Tech Pixies and I'm coming to you live today to talk about money. So we've been doing an entire series in January about money, 2020. Of course, um, money lasts the test of time, so you might be listening to this in 2021 or 2025. Uh, and hopefully what we're going to talk about today is going to be beneficial to you then as much as it is today. Um, so what do I want to talk about? Well, I want to talk about the fact that I've just finished reading a book, or I'm about to finish reading a book, called The Illusion of Money. Uh, and I, I decided that I needed to have a flagship book to read for the month of January to really think about money. So um, I've been reading different ones. I read The Latte Factor, um, The Illusion of Money. Uh, those are the two key ones. Of course, if you've been following me for a long time, you know that there's a whole bunch of books that, I've, that I recommend all the time. Um, I've just become someone who consumes books pretty much any opportunity I can, uh, often when I'm running. So you can see I've just come in from my run. Uh, and I haven't even had a chance to shower yet, and so I'm just sitting down to do my live because I always try and do the Tuesday live um, at around 10:30 in the morning. It used to be 12. You know, there's all sorts of um, <laughs> yeah. I go back and forth on these things, but either way, this always goes under a podcast. So if you can't watch it live and you'd rather listen, you can listen to it while you go for a run. That's what I do. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of books when I'm running, and I'm doing a lot of running right now because I am preparing for the London Marathon, uh, and I have to raise money. So. You know, money is on my mind. I've got to raise money to save the rhinos. And uh, so that's something that I'm um, thinking about as well as building a business, as well as being a contributing member to my family financially, all those things. And I think the reason I wanted to spend the first month of the year talking about money is because it's something that women are uncomfortable with. Uh, I'm uncomfortable with it for sure. Uh, I, I think I didn't realize how uncomfortable I was with it until I had to st start talking about it. So um, we've had some really great conversations over the last month. Uh, I talked to Bobby Klink about how to use email to uh, increase uh, revenue in your business. I talked to Claire Beveridge about what to do about the pension gap. Um, so I've had some really great conversations and I wanted to wrap it up with uh, some of the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful learnings that I got from the book, um, The Illusion of Money. Now you're probably laughing like, where's the cover? All right, I'll show you the cover and you'll, you'll see why I took the cover off. That's the cover. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to be that person who reads that book on the tube. Uh, and the irony is I can't listen to this on Audible, so I actually had to read the book. So if you are listening to the podcast, the cover is basically like a man standing there with uh, money on his, in his hands. So uh, I just thought I can't do that. Um, what's really cool is this guy, uh, his name's Kyle Cease. And he also wrote another New York Times bestseller, which is called I Hope I Screwed This Up. So I think I'm going to have to read that next and report back. Maybe I'll do that when we do our series on building a business, which is coming up, uh, not in February, because February is going to be all about social media. And I've got some incredible interviews planned um, with some super experts in Pinterest and Instagram and everything else. So if you uh, are not already on our weekly tips, make sure you are, because um, we uh, want to make sure you benefit from some super expertise in February around Instagram, Pinterest, um, Facebook, Twitter, etc. And I'm going to start out the February series with the five things that you can do to not let social media rule your life. That's one of my uh, big things that I've been working on. You know, we get everybody into social media and using social media professionally, and then I have to like 
get them to pull out of social media in order to do other things in their life. And so we're going to talk about how not to get overwhelmed with social media. And uh, I'm not going to give away any secrets, but I'm planning that one for next week, and it's going to be a great one. So make sure that you show up for that one. So let's talk about the conclusions that I came to with the from the illusion of money. So the book itself is brilliant. It's a short read. It's super deep on mindset. So the first thing I want to say is that Kyle talks about mindset around money. And basically what he says is if you have a money problem, you've got a mindset problem. And I, th I think he's right. I think, um, I think what, what, you know, it's similar to what Desmond Tutu says about Christianity. Uh, you know, his point, Desmond Tutu's point is that um, God was around before Christ came. Okay, I know this is going off on a tangent, but God was around before Christ came. And so, you know, therefore, to to assume that your religion is the only religion, religion and the best religion in the world is is false. And, and Desmond Tutu is one of the strongest people in the Christian faith. So when he says that, you kind of go, whoa. And Kyle says a very similar thing uh, about money. You know, he says that, you know, what you have grown up with, what you have believed your whole life about money will impact how you deal with money. So we talk about this a lot of Tech Pixies, especially when we get into um, the, the smart goals and the habits uh, and becoming the person you want to be, you know. And one of the things that we realize with the neurology is that every time you think something, you're you're putting a groove into your brain and if you think it over and over and over and over again that groove gets deeper and deeper and deeper and your brain thinks that's the only way that i can think about this thing and uh this has been a huge revelation to me right so this is why a couple uh maybe last summer i did a i did a a live cast slash blog post about um the lies women tell themselves and one of the lies that women tells themselves tell themselves is um you know i don't look good in that or i don't like that part of my body and and it's a really easy one to relate to because most women think something about that for them for themselves and actually by reinforcing that then you are hurting yourself long term because what you're doing is you're reinforcing the stuff that you don't like and not reinforcing the stuff that you do like so money mindset is the same thing and and we carry baggage in our life of what we grew up with or you know how uh, how our parents handled money how we've handled money we carry that baggage and and we think that there's only one way with money just like we think that there's only one way with, with religion there's not one way with money right but you have to understand that what you believe might have to be challenged in order to go to the next level with money, whether that's earning money, whether that's um, giving money, etc. So I think the first thing is it starts with mindset. It starts with the mindset of um, you know just where am I with my mindset on money? What is where you know where am I? Where do I want to be? How am I going to get there? You know, and these are, those are three questions we ask ourselves all the time at Tech Pixies. When we talked to Claire Beveridge about the pension gap, it was the exact same thing. Where am I now with the pension gap? Where do I want to be? You know, how do, and how am I going to do? How am I going to close that pension gap? So um, that's really, really important. I see we've got a few people joining us. So hi, Laura. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Kate. Hi, Philippa. Hi, Rachel. Um, thank you all for joining us. So that's the point. Starts with mindset. What do I believe about money? Um, and just being aware, just starting to be aware of what you believe about money. And one of the things he says in the book that I love is when you think about money, how does that make you feel? 
how how does it like what happens does your chest get tight do you start sweating um, do you start panicking uh, you know and then he said turn that feeling into a person so if money was a person would you want to hang out with a person who is sweating and nervous and scared and afraid of their futures no you don't no one wants to hang out with a person like that I don't want to hang out with a person like that yet if we are thinking about money in that way we're hanging out with that person we're becoming that person so he made a great point of like okay think about money in the sense that you know it's a person and what kind of a person do you want to hang out with you know you want to hang out with someone who's fun who's giving who lives a life of abundance etc that's what you want to be working towards right so but the very first step is to like just sit with your feelings on money and try and figure out how you feel about it how does it make you feel the other thing he says and I love this story and I, I mean, I'm not giving away the book you can go you should go read the book the book is much deeper than what I'm doing here I just I'm giving you an insight to the book on my favorite parts so he talks about the power of our mindset and the way that we can uh, suddenly change how we're thinking so he gives this example what if I told you you'd want a million dollars and you you know how would you feel and of course you're reading that and you're like I'd feel amazing winning a million dollars is incredible I can do this and I can do that and I can I can pay off my mortgage and I can you know pay off my debt and I can put a big you know pay off college for my kids you suddenly have all these possibilities and then he says and what if I told you it was a mistake and then you suddenly are like oh this sucks you know la la his point is no one ever gave you money right no one, no one, I didn't actually give you a million dollars. I didn't actually take a million dollars away from you. But you were able to internally, with the fake million dollars, have feelings about what you were going to do with it and, and then also how disappointed you were when you couldn't do those things. So his point is if we can make those feelings exist on fake money, we can make them exist on real money. And neuroscience has long said, I mean, I used to be an athlete, I mean, I still sort of am, but I used to be a, a professional athlete, I was a, uh, on the US archery team, and you know, when you were injured, you would still sit there for hours and imagine the arrow going into the center of the target, because when uh, your brain thinks you can do something, then you're, the whole rest of you thinks you can do it. So that was his point around that. So mindset's a big, big part of this. Um, now, I love what he talks about uh, on four different aspects. He talks about abundance, value, hoarding, and giving. So uh, I'll just talk um, briefly to abundance. I think it's so important to understand the concept of an, an abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset. You know, do you believe that there are infinite resources out there? Do you believe that there are infinite customers out there? Do you believe that you have the infi infinite capacity to create, uh, the infinite capacity to, um, uh, to grow? If you can believe in that, then it takes away a lot of those worries about competitors and about pricing and about, you know, all these worries, you know, like I'm not going to get, you know, I, I'm not going to get, no one's going to buy my product if I raise the price. Well, actually, you just have to find the people that will pay the price. You know, as long as the product's worth it, you'll find the people out there that will pay that price. But with the abundance mindset, you know, he talks about creativity and he says humans have the incredible gift of abundance with creativity, right? And he gives this example of if I asked you to create a combination of a giraffe, 
a lion and an elephant, would you be able to do that? And your giraffe, elephant, lion is going to be totally different than my giraffe, elephant, lion. And, and actually, if we sat in a room with 100 people, it's very likely that not a single giraffe, elephant, lion would look the same. And that's his point, is if, if you can see that you, are, you have abundant creativity inside you, there is no scarcity when it comes to what your brain can think up, then applying that to the rest of the world and seeing abundance, starting to see abundance, will make you a more fulfilled person and also you'll be a person who lives in abundance. It's one of the reasons why I don't worry about competitors at Tech Pixies. I mean, I do, but I don't. You know, sometimes I get into those funks where I'm like, <gasps> you know, and I had, I've had wobbles recently where you're like, oh, there's other people in the space. What am I going to do? Do you know what that does? It ups your game. Do you know what? Someone who's going to buy a Tech Pixies product, join a Tech Pixies course, is not the same person that's going to buy somebody else's stuff, right? So we are building a tribe around a group of like-minded women who love this product, who love this environment, right? And I can create an environment that attracts, abundantly attracts the women who want this environment. They want to be part of this tribe. And you know what? You can be part of two tribes. You can be part of five tribes. You can be part of 10 tribes. I don't really care. I want what's best for you. So you do what you need to do to be the best for you. I'm going to do my best to make sure that we're serving you in the best way we possibly can so that this is a community of abundance, a community of love, of support, of positive and you know, encouraging environment. That's, that's, that's what I'm all about. Okay, now moving on to value. So key, this one. Oh my gosh, this one like hit me hard, okay? And actually, if you've been following Tech Pixies, you'll know that the price of Tech Pixies really went up um, in this last month. And the value chapter for me was probably one of the most powerful parts of the book. It basically says, if you don't value yourself, no one else is going to value you right? And I hear business owners all the time and I've said it to my, I've said it myself, you know, oh, I can't do that because I don't have money or, you know, and I had a client once who would, you know, she would, she, and we did a brilliant job for her and, and she would say, oh, I can't pay you because, you know, I'm not making enough money. And I remember saying to her on the phone, I'm like, how many months in advance are you booked out? She was a, um, a hairstylist and she, and she said, well, I'm booked six months out. And I said, you got to raise your prices. You are booked six months out because people value you, not because you've got the best prices. They want you. When someone gets their hair done for their wedding, you, they're not doing that on price. They're doing that on what they perceive the value to be. Raise your prices and then you can pay me. That's literally what I said to her. I was like, I'm not going to do any more work for you unless you raise your prices. Lo and behold, she raised her prices. She was still sold out six months. And six months later, we had the same conversation. Go raise your prices again. So if you don't value yourself, other people aren't going to value you either. And one of the reasons that the price of the course went up was because when I sat down and I looked at the value of the course and I looked at what people, the transformations people were having in their lives and what the community meant to them, I just thought, this is worth more than I'm offering it for. And if I don't value it, they're not going to value it. And let me tell you, I was scared to death to do that. I did not want to raise the price of the Tech Pixies course. I really didn't. 
but I felt like that chapter spoke to me and I felt like the chapter said, you need to value what you've done, but you also need to value the community and you need to value the expertise that's in that community. And you need to recognize that what has been built is something of value. And you know, I was scared. I was totally scared. But we raised the prices, we went out with them anyway, and you know what? We have a beautiful group of women that have come in into cohort 19. They are amazing. And yes, they've had to pay more, but they, they did it. And they did it because they believe that the value's there, and I believe that the value's there. And you know what? For the very first time, and I'm not kidding at this, and I'm being very open, honest, and transparent here. For the very first time, when we raised the prices, we didn't get an we didn't get a single email back. We had one person who emailed us and there was there were very like there were circumstances. But we normally get a ton of emails back that say, "Oh, I can't afford it. I can't afford it. I can't afford it." That's why, you know, I didn't buy. That didn't happen this time. Do you know what happened this time? I got emails back going, "I've got a savings account. I'm putting money into a savings account so I can afford this course in the future." People did not come back and say, oh my gosh, you know, I can't afford this. They came back and they said, I'm going to figure out a way to do this because suddenly I valued what we were offering and they valued what we were offering. And let me tell you, I love, 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 love this community. And I love the women in it. And I love the mentality that we're all kind of collectively bringing together. And I can tell you that my mindset has shifted the last four years. And I've and I've been always open and honest about talking about that mindset shift because I think it helps other women. Um, and I know it helps other women because they've told us that. Um, so uh, I love that. Laura says, in a few months, I will be joining. Yeah, Laura, we will be looking forward to you joining. That's exactly what I mean, is that, you know, if you want to figure something out, you will figure it out. And and we at Tech Pixies, you know what? If you're on Universal Credit, if you're on ESA, if you're on PIP, we fully support you there and we will figure out a way to get you through the program where it doesn't cost you an arm and a leg because we know you're in a financial situation that's being supported by the government. We're going to help you get out of that situation and into a place where you're supporting yourself. We have a woman in our tribe and I don't want to say her name, but she has come full circle on this. She is really committed to, you know, getting, she's come out of that program and she's moving forwards in a way that is just spectacular. And I, so I've seen it work that way too. But for me, what I've realized is over the years, as we've looked at the results of women who've come out of the program, you know, women who have, have come out of the program and have paid for it in full, they have the best results because they've invested, right? They've invested and they value that investment, which is why when they go to start charging customers, they actually charge them money because they're like, hey, I paid to get myself upskilled so that I could support you in this, right? So that's also really, really important is that once you've finished a course like Tech Pixies or any other course that you're doing out there, that you sit back and go, my brain's worth more than it was before. You know, I'm going to charge more. And last night, if you missed it, go and watch the Eve Rodsky interview. I, 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 there's, it'll be a bonus podcast and it's going to be a, it's a bonus live cast. We did it on a Monday night. We don't usually do Mondays, but that interview was so great because we were talking about, um, unpaid, the unpaid workforce, the people who do all this unpaid labor. But also we talk about how hard 
those jobs can be, you know, the cleaning jobs, the teaching jobs, um, you know, the, the jobs where you get stuck at a, at a salary and you can't break through it and you can't see a change financially that you need to see to support your family properly. And we were talking about the importance of Tech Pixies in that role to pull someone out of the place that they're in and get them into a new reality. Um, we've got a another gorgeous woman in our tribe, and again, I'm not going to name names, but she's she's a full-time cleaner, right? She's a full-time cleaner, and she's doing our program because she wants to get out of cleaning. She wants to go into marketing. She's got a marketing degree, but she, she for lots of different circumstances, went, had to go into cleaning. She's in our program right now, and I guarantee you she's going to find her feet, and she's going to go out there and do some amazing, amazing stuff in the marketing world um, because she's an incredible individual. Um, so Laura, I see your messages and I, I, I am, I know that's so difficult. So I'm so glad that you are coming out of that right now. And, you know, we will, um, we are here to support you. Okay. So thank you for being so honest about your situation. It's so difficult because you things like taking care of your children, taking care of adult parents, having mental or physical illnesses can really set you back. And that's what Tech Pixies is here for. It's here to say, we're going to get you up to speed and we're going to get you up to speed quite quickly. And that's what it's all about. It's in 11 weeks, we're going to get you from point A to point B and put you in a position with all the knowledge that you've got to get yourself back on your feet again if you've had a setback. And we have a lot of women who have. And, and we've had women who've lost parents. We've had women who've had mental illness. We've had women who've had physical illness. We've had, um, you know, women who've raised children. We've had women, you know, all sorts of reasons people come to Tech Pixies. But usually it's because they need a springboard. They need a springboard back into the life that they really wanted for themselves when they first started out all those years ago, right? And it's just re-tapping into who you are where you are now and where you want to be. All right, I've gone off on a big tangent on abundance and value, but those two are really important. And value for me was just such a kick up the backside. And we, I needed, I needed that for Tech Pixies, excuse me. I needed that for Tech Pixies, but I needed you to hear that too. Because if you don't value yourself, no one else will. You have to start by valuing yourself. And one of the easiest ways to value yourself is to give, to invest in something, to give your, in, like invest in your brain, right? Spend, and that doesn't have to be money. That can be time. Spend time learning something you don't know how to do. Figure it out. Get that confidence and then be able to say, you know what? I spent all those hours doing it. So yes, I'm going to charge you for it, right? Um, Sophie Bradley, one of my favorite uh students and also one of our um, teachers. She, I was just on the phone with her today and she was talking to me about a client contract and she was just saying, literally, I had to say to this person, I love you, but I can't help you unless you pay me <laughs> because I have worked too hard to get here. And Sophie's brilliant because she always charges and she, you know, she, she charges the rate that she's worth, you know, she does. So she's go for it. Be like Sophie. Okay. The fourth thing that I want to talk about uh, is hoarding. And uh, in this example, oh, let me just go back to the value thing. He gives great examples. And one of the examples he gives is this woman who's doing, like, she's a she's a musician, and she's doing $10,000 um, gigs, right? So she's got to a point where, you know, she doesn't, she goes to a place to do a gig, and she gets paid $10,000 for the night, right? Because she's well-known, and she's got a reputation, etc. Turns out she's also still doing this Friday night gig, which is $300.
right? So she's that's her gig. She's doing these $300 gigs, and she's also doing these $10,000 gigs. And what his point was is that, that by doing the $300 gigs, she's constantly reminding herself that she doesn't feel the full value of the $10,000. It's almost like she's more comfortable at the $300 level, and but what she doesn't realize is that's holding her back. So his advice, she was a client of his, his advice was give up the $300 gig, see what happens. And what did happen was she got an even bigger deal, a bigger regular deal. So that $300 regular gig was replaced by one that was much, much, much larger because she finally let go of the low value stuff. And that spoke a lot to me too. Like how many things do we hang on to for so, so, so long that don't hold value and don't, don't keep the value that we should be keeping for ourselves. They don't maintain the value that we need to believe that we can be. You know, and we've said a lot for a long time, if you if you believe you can do it, if you think you can do it, you can, and if you think you can't do it, you can't. You know, if you, you will, you won't. It depends on what you think. That's why the brain is so important, and I think one of the things that I've had this last three months for sure, four months, is a huge wake up to the power of the brain and the power of your thoughts. I mean, I've been doing this stuff for a long time. I've been in, you know, trying to do the, like, learn all this stuff for 17 years. Since 2003, I've been learning about, you know, how to grow and, and expand. And every year I learn something new. But this last four months, I feel like, man, it's hit me. It's just wham. Like, whoa, your brain is so powerful. And what you think is so powerful. And you definitely 100% need to start believing in your value because if you don't believe in it, nobody else will. Okay, let's move on to hoarding. All right, now Jenny Wilkins, one of our tech pixies, she came to my house. She's a she's a, a, a decluttering specialist. She spent a day, a day, an entire day, and we got one room done. Right? I'm not even going to show you what the rest of this room looks like. Hoarding is definitely a problem of mine. Um, I have I hold on to everything, the value of everything. And this chapter was so important for me because it talks about how holding on to the past prevents us from living in the future. Uh, and he gives an example of a guy who um, always wanted to travel to Paris and, um, you know, just really wanted to go and live in Europe for a while and never felt like he had the money to do it. And when he started working with him, he said, well, hang on, you know, let's talk about things that you could sell in order to accomplish this dream. And it turns out he had two things he could sell. He had an Airstream, which is about $20,000, and he had a Civil War rifle um, from his great, uh, great, 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 somebody, grandfather, whatever. And I, I do love this. I, I, I literally laughed out loud when I read this. This was so great. Um, <laughs> and he was talking about, you know, whether or not he should keep that and sell it. And so, he's, so, so uh, I'll, this is the only part of the book I'll read, but Kyle, Kyle says to his client, what if you sold that too? And his client said, well, I have to keep it. It's a family heirloom. I said, do you? Who's making you keep it? Is it a 10 in your life? And in the previous chapter, he talks about, um, you know, writing down everything that you own and everything that you have, everything that you do, and adding it up um, and then dividing, you know, and, uh, and marking it from 1 to 10, adding it all up and then dividing by the number of items so that you get an average score. It's, an, it's called the AAA score. Uh, it's called the average amount of alignment. So 
if for anything else you should buy this book just to do that exercise. I was so blown away by that exercise. It's like taking the wheel of life and adding up all the numbers, dividing it by the number of pizza slices you have on the wheel of life and saying, okay, here's my average value, or sorry, my average amount of alignment, and then working to increase that average amount of alignment to get closer and closer to 10s. You're never going to live in a perfect 10 world, but the idea is if you're living in a 5 world, you want to move to a 6, and if you're moving in a 6, you want to move to a 7. You always want to be moving forwards in your alignment. So getting back to this, he says, the more he looked at it, the more he realized that keeping the rifle was more of a burden than an exciting calling. He was holding on to it in order to keep that same mental connection to his family going. I asked what, what he thought his great-great-great-grandfather, who used it in the Civil War, would say about selling it. He felt into it for a second, and then he looked at me in the eye and he said, I guess he would say something like this. Look, Mark, I'm dead. I don't even know what rifle you're talking about. I've been dead for a hundred years. I cry laughed for like 10 minutes after I heard that. It might be one of the funniest moments I've ever witnessed. Here's this guy who's been holding on to all this stuff that he thinks other people will be disappointed about if he lets go. And the moment he looks at it from their perspective, he realizes they don't actually give a shit. It was his own mental attachment to his family's approval that caused him to keep everything, not his family. So I love that, because in the end, he sells the rifle, he sells the Airstream, he goes and he lives in Paris, and then he says, I can die happy, right? That's what we all want, right? We all want to live a beautiful life and die happy. And if we've done that, we're very, we're gonna be very pleased. Okay. <laughs> uh, Helen says, I hear you, uh, Ari, I hear you regarding decluttering. Uh, I'm clearing a room right now as I'm listening to you. I love it, Helen. Carry on cleaning that room, decluttering that room. Uh, Anne says, I have done and am still doing a lot for free. What you said is a bit of a light bulb moment. I'm not putting enough, any value on my time. That's right, Anne. That's right. Um, and then Sarah says, what book is that? Okay, it's called The Illusion of Money by Kyle Cease. And I took the cover off, but there's the cover. <laughs> you can see why I took the cover off. If you're looking at this on a video, you can see it's a man holding money. Anyway, he's a comedian who's decided to change his whole life and inspire people to live their best lives. And thank goodness he did it because he does it in a very humorous way. All right, let's just talk about the last part, giving. Uh, giving is so good. Um, he says that you know you can't be in a place to receive unless you're in a place of giving. And so if you want to receive more money in your life, you have to give more money. Um, and actually, this is the one part of the book I was like, well, I've always done that. Uh, and I, I will say uh, I have given way more money than I've ever had in my bank account, but somehow the money ends up being in the bank account at the end of the day. Um, I've always felt being generous is, is really, really important. So I'd say of all of the different parts that he talks about in the book, Abundance, value, hoarding, giving. Giving is the one part that I was like, yeah, I I do that. Um, in in Christianity, you have something called tithing, and probably when I was about 27, and I went through about my third commitment to Christ, because that's what people do when you you know have a faith, you kind of have to keep renewing it, uh, keep reminding yourself why it's important. But at that age, I was like, right, I'm giving 10% of my income away. Um, so no matter what my income has been, I have done that, and it hasn't always been to the church. It's been to lots of different things. Um, that's why if anyone's ever raising money for a run or a swim or a ride or a you know um, 
anything, I give money to it. And I will give it to every Tech CU asks. Um, and, and so, yeah, if you have something, you're raising money, send it to me because I will give you money. Um, the point is, is that giving is so essential. Um, and, you know, you, you, you hear stories all the time of people who, you know, they, they give everything they've got in their pockets and they've got nothing left. But that act of giving is the greatest gift they've ever given. Um, and, and, and it's, and again, it's when you give, you receive um, so much more. And I just, I totally live by that. And, uh, and even in times when I just have not had any money, whatsoever <laughs> I've given and um, and I will say that's one thing that I live I live into now I will say it's easier if you value yourself and you believe in abundance and you stop hoarding etc cetera, etc cetera, it's so much easier if you live in all those things to then have the money to then give away so um, but what I would say is don't wait till you have money to give it away give it away even when you don't have it because the 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 blessings that come back from that are so huge and um, I, I, Dale Carnegie uh, is someone that obviously built a huge company in America um, and uh, one of the things that he said and I've always held this in my head in my heart I've probably probably heard it 20 years ago um, and he basically said if I can't give a dollar away when I'm making a hundred how am I going to be able to give away a million when I'm making a hundred million I mean more or less that's what he said I, that wasn't exactly what he said but his point was if I'm not giving money away now when I'm not making that much how am I going to carry that principle all the way through so giving I think is so 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 important all right Sarah Tomlinson says, hi, Joy, I'm putting my prices up. Yes, Sarah, you should put your prices up because I know what your prices are and you should at least double them. Uh, you are worth it. And, um, you know, always remember, uh, always remember that. Okay, Linda says, it's my mission for 2020, especially on the paper front. I think your mission, Linda, is to read more or is to make more money or is to have a different mindset about money. Um, Sarah says, thanks, love your book recommendations. Just finished, let it go. <gasps> let it go is so good. By the way, this was obviously, you know, the Holocaust. Um, there was the 75-year uh, anniversary yesterday. And um, if you don't follow Dame Stephanie Shirley yet, definitely go on Instagram. Start following her. She's quite active now on Instagram. Um, and she's in her... I, she's in her 80s. She's incredible. I had the most incredible dinner with her at the House of Lords. She is an incredible woman. But she, that book is insane. You know, here is a woman who raised a severely autistic child and built a three billion pound business at the same time and made a hundred women millionaires overnight because of the business she built. She employed women in the 1960s to do computer-based um, coding, which was done in those days on cards, which you punched holes into. Um, when no women weren't working, you know, they had two options. They could be a nurse or a teacher. Those were their jobs. And she created a computer science business that employed women. Uh, it's oh, She's like my total inspiration. So Let It Go is a brilliant book. Sarah, I'm so glad you read that. Such a good book. Okay. I am going to have to wrap this up. Oh, Linda's, <laughs> Linda's mission is to declutter. Thank you, Linda. We can be in that mission together. It's a great, it's a great mission. And it was really funny because I did pick up this sweatshirt. Um, in my closet and it, it's a USA sweatshirt because I was on the US archery team and uh, and I have held on to 
the clothes that I wore when I was on the US archery team. And you know, for me, I, I think partly it was a sense of accomplishment, you know, that I made it onto a national team, that I got to represent the United States. Um, and I'm not quite ready to let go of that stuff, but I was kind of going like, it's just sitting in my closet, you know, what <laughs> I'm not sure what good it's doing in my closet. <laughs> but, you know, anyway, I think mindset is a journey. Mindset is totally, totally a journey. And I think it's it's really important to understand that you're not going to fix things overnight. He says that in the book. He says, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to help you to explore what you think about money and hopefully help you to transform how you think about money. And you're going to have to, you know, and I'll just, I'll just read the very end of the book and then I will let you all go because I got other stuff I got to do today and I'm sure you do too. But this is so great. This is so great. I just thought this was the best because, you know, I'm that kind of person that skips to the last page. Anybody else that kind of person that skips to the last page and reads it? So this is the last sentence, last two sentences. He goes, you're amazing. Choose it. I dare you. You're really fun. And then it, there's a little action point. He has an action point at the very end of everything. And he goes, action, read this entire book again. <laughs> And the friend who recommended the book to me, that's exactly what he did. He's reading the entire book again. I think mindset does not happen overnight, but you have to be open to it. You have to say, I'm going to be open-minded to what this person's going to tell me. Whether I believe it or not is up to me. Whether I take it on board or not is up to me, but I'm going to be open-minded to it. And you know, I have to say that book, the part that hit me the hardest was the value part. I've already explained that. I've already explained why. That has transformed me just that one shift in my mindset in truly valuing me and I need to value I need you to value you because that's going to be an important step in your future so thank you for joining me today uh, and I hope you have a great rest of your week uh, like I said coming up in February it's all about social media we're going to be talking to some serious experts in things that people are really excited about in Pinterest and Instagram and I can't wait to do those interviews uh, and of course we've um, got our social media magic uh, cohort 20 which will be launching in March so we're I mean, we got an exciting February March we've also got three workshops coming up uh, there's a workshop in uh, in February workshop on branding a workshop on WordPress and a workshop on MailChimp so and you don't have to be part of the tech fixes program to take part in those workshops uh, we've built them so that they are completely self uh, contained and you can get a lot of value out of a couple hours of learning about those things. So stay tuned. Make sure you're on our weekly tips list, techpixies.com forward slash weekly dash tips uh, to make sure you get all of this via email. And otherwise, we will see you next week. Have a great week, guys.